From the invention of the wheel, forward movement has always mesmerized humankind. As evolution progressed, so did the knowledge and understanding of physics, chemistry, and other smarter stuff. As the human race lurched towards its present-day iteration, the auto repair industry found its place in our daily life. The $144 billion industry can both be a boon and a bane, depending on the financial situation you might find yourself in. As cars became more complex, so did the maintenance and upkeep on them. And the reality of simply popping the hood to see what you could fix on your own started to disappear from our consciousness. This week on First Timers, I tackle the seemingly insurmountable task that is car repair. Welcome to the second episode of First Timers, guys. Thank you so much for joining me again. Uh, this is the second episode, so it should be a little bit better. Uh, I do appreciate uh, all your patience with me from the first episode. There's going to be some things that improve, hopefully, and uh, the show should get better um, each time. But uh, again, you know, I'm doing this on my own. I'm just kind of learning. Um, I've got some good materials to look at, but uh, ultimately, I just want to make the podcast as good and the content is as good and the quality is good. Just all around good, real good. So yeah, anyways, uh, the second episode of First Timers. Um, today, uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited to talk about the activity I did today. It's probably not the most flashy or exciting or really, you know, necessarily anything anyone cares about, but I did want to talk about it because it is something that I had to do by myself. Um, I decided to take this upon myself and everything that it entailed, and uh, I'm really glad I did. I learned that, um, you know, things aren't necessarily as hard as they look or as they seem or as they're made out to be. Um, this is one that I was really afraid uh, to try because, mostly because, this was something that if I mess something up, it could cause a lot of things uh, to go wrong down uh, the road. Or if uh, I mess something up, it would cost me money uh, financially. So, you know, with the paddleboarding last week, you could try it. If I didn't like it, I didn't have to go back and do it. But it wasn't going to cost me anything. Uh, and this, on the other hand, could possibly cost me a lot. Um, so, <laughs> again, my name is Jason Malone. I should probably introduce myself. Uh, quicker. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm here to try new things every week. Uh, my goal is to uh, kind of, you know, see what I'm afraid of and, and work on that. And then, um, you know, also see kind of what there is out there uh, that I don't know about. So there's a lot of discovery uh, with this podcast. And then uh, I will be talking to someone here later, uh, you know, um, after the first segment here. And we're going to discuss a little bit more about the topic that we're talking about today. So uh, with that being said, I probably should get to it. Um, today, I'm going to be talking about changing my radiator out in my car. Uh, so I don't really have any automotive experience at all. Um, you know, I can do certain things. I can change a battery out. Uh, I think I can change a tire if I needed to. Um, I can definitely put the seats down in a minivan if you need more room for storage or groceries. <laughs> 
but really um, when it comes down to it like the actual mechanics and not the, the 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 running of a car i don't i don't really know anything about never did didn't i didn't take any shop or shop classes i didn't take any um you know auto classes or you know my dad's not really automotive um guy he just doesn't has never really cared about cars too much. So, um, you know, anything that happened to a car, uh, anything that went bad, either I had to, you know, take it to a mechanic and have them fix it. Or really, unfortunately, what most of the time ended up having, um, or happening is that I just had to get rid of the car. Um, which is, you know, not always ideal. Like, I mean, if there's something you can fix in there for a somewhat, um, you know, low amount of money, you know, if you can do that, that's going to make your life a lot easier because everyone, you know, who, everyone who drives a car knows that they, they just suck. They suck have to have to deal with, they suck to have to keep up. Um, you know, if you have money, it's nice to be able to afford nice cars, I guess. But like, ultimately the, the stress that a car puts on your life is really, really, really high, I think, at times for a lot of people. People don't really talk about it. But, you know, because we have chosen to use uh, cars as our, our main uh, mode of transportation, um, a lot of times, you know, car maintenance and car upkeep and, and all of this automotive stuff is a big business. It's a big industry. So, um, you know, it is a stressful thing. But, um, you know, I, I knew that going into this, it was going to be something I'd never done, but I did want to try to do it completely. I wanted to learn a little bit about how, um, a radiator actually operated in the car. So that was interesting. Um, so I guess what I'll say is, uh, you know, the, the, the first thing that happened was my radiator blue, the top part of, uh, I guess it's called a manifold. Um, manifold is apparently a series of tubes that liquid runs through. Um, I guess there's probably a better description of that. Maybe I'll look that up tomorrow anyways. Um, and so what, what ended up happening was because it blew the, um, the coolant, uh, went away, it evaporated. It wasn't there anymore. And so my, uh, car just started to overheat one day and, um, you know, you go to, uh, you know, a Napa or, uh, an O'Reilly and, you know, uh, what can I do right now? And this guy gave me some stuff, some magical. And I, in fact, it was powder and it was silvery, sparkly, kind of like a magic powder. Um, it didn't do anything. It didn't fix anything. I had to get my car home. And so I did, uh, not probably the best idea. I needed to drive it all the way back to my house and, um, you know, kind of leave it there. Uh, fortunately I had another car to use and that was really nice. But when it came down to it, I needed my car. I needed my Toyota Camry 98. 117,000 miles on it. I mean, that car is mine and it's what I use to get around. So I needed it uh, to work. Um, and so, so what ended up happening was I, I asked around, I, I, you know, looked at how much generally it cost to replace a radiator and it looked like it was going to be like 800 to $900. And that might be a little high, but at the same time, I know how mechanics can get and it, it is expensive and it's a specialty, uh, specialty <laughs> job. So um, with that being said, I then started to ask around. And um, the good news is I came across somebody in my life, uh, and shout out to them, shout out to David, uh, who really, I really respect. I respect his opinion. I respect, um, you know, if he thinks something can be done, it generally can. So um, he's a very automotive guy. He um, told me that, you know, I could uh, most likely do it myself. And that was, that was probably the best thing I heard was that someone who had automotive experience and knew how to do a lot of things, um, you know, saw me and knew me as someone who didn't and still was like, yeah, I'm, I think you can do that. No problem. 
Uh, and on the other end, I did have another friend and I uh, reached out to him and I said, hey, dude, how do I get a radiator and what am I looking for? Um, <laughs> so, again, I think I mentioned this last time. I live in southern Oregon. Uh, therefore, I am surrounded by scrapper dudes and dudes that got parts and dudes that got like rigs that are in their yard, but they're working on them and uh, they're taking them in the mountains and they get stuck on purpose. Uh, not my thing. But I can, I guess it sounds kind of fun. Um, and so he said he had an app and he was going to use this app to locate the cheapest radiator in this area. And I was like, that is, that's actually pretty awesome. Um, more people need to know about that. That sounds great. Uh, he tracked down um, a radiator in, in a, a great place out in Winston, Oregon. And, uh, you know, I called him and I said, hey, I need a, I need a, this radiator something you guys have. And, uh, they, they looked it up. They said they had it. And then they asked me a really interesting question because I'd never dealt with uh, uh, a scrap scrapyard or, you know, a, a business that that just basically parceled out parts. Um, he goes, do you want do you want to come and cut it out or do you want us to do it? And I said, I want you to do it because I don't know what that means exactly. <laughs> so they went ahead and just, um, you know, basically they, they cut cut pipes and they they just removed it they removed the whole thing out of the old car um and i went and picked it up i think it was 60 bucks total which is unbelievable a radiator is not really like a specialty item i mean it's just a just a a thing that allows coolant to go in and and then it you know helps to um mitigate the temperature but uh you know it kind of was just like this big metal hunk with some plastic stuff on the um bottom and top and um you know i i didn't see that it had a lot of mechanics or a lot of moving parts so i was like okay well that's good um because again i'd never seen a radiator before <laughs> or at least mine um so what i did is i went home and the first thing i did was i jumped on youtube um as we all know youtube is full of videos um and with cars there's a lot of videos of how to you know do it yourself. Uh, I will say most of them are fat white dudes from areas like Oklahoma, Missouri. But um, you know the videos are really helpful. I I got an idea of at least how to take it out. That was the first thing I wanted to make sure to do correctly was to take the old one out so that I didn't damage like anything in there. I didn't know you know I, I had no clue what could possibly be damaged by um, you know removing a clamp correctly or or you know trying to pull something out that doesn't shouldn't come out <laughs> so i'm watching these videos and i'm going like okay i can at least get this thing out and then you know i go out to my car uh i pop the, the hood open and i look down and i see where the radiator's at and i go okay cool and i start to undo the bolts the bolts are on top i start to undo them get four bolts out and i'm like that's that's okay that's great good we got through that part problem though i ran into uh was that there were some fans attached and i didn't see in the youtube video fans so i just assumed that those fans came out i removed the fans i un uncoupled the electrical connection to them and uh, i pulled them out and they just came right out um i was like all right cool and then um, what i was able to do was to remove the uh, hoses from the radiator and then remove some more of the clamps at the bottom uh, there was a electrical connection that was a little tricky to get off but i popped that off i pulled the radiator out and voila it came out i mean all the coolant went everywhere that was kind of uh 
you know, gross and bad, and I, I needed to put a pan underneath there, apparently. I did not do that, and again, uh, that's because I'm a super, super novice. But, uh, you know, it came right out. It came out like it was supposed to, um, and so that was that was awesome. I got that thing out of there, and that was the first step. Now, the next step was to get the old one, or sorry, the old one, get the new one in. Oh, I guess it is old. I mean, it's an old new uh, to me. <laughs> so... I had to look at the videos a couple more times because there were a few things that just didn't quite make sense or what I was supposed to do first. Um, a lot of times with this stuff, I think, is is literally like you do this first, you do this second, you do this third, you do this fourth, you do this fifth, you do this sixth. And if you do everything in order, it should turn out okay. Um, so I had some problems getting some clamps back on. These clamps are like from 98, and I think they'd been you know, rusted and, and kind of corroded a little bit. So I had a little trouble getting the clamps back on uh, to some of the, the hoses. And then, um, you know, with with the radiator itself, because it's, um, you know, sits in a specific location, you have to line up uh, the bolts. And so getting the, the actual radiator to sit correctly was a little challenging. But ultimately, I got it back in. I got the radiator back in. I got everything connected got the electricity back on, I got the hoses put back on, I filled it up with coolant, and I was ready to go. I jumped in my 98 gold Toyota Camry, started up the engine, and the temperature gauge shot to high. <laughs> so obviously something was wrong. Um, and what I didn't really understand was that there was pressurization that needed to happen sometimes um you know there could be leaks i checked for leaks no leaks that was awesome i uh, felt good about that um and so you know i drove it around a little bit more tried to pressurize it uh we ran the engine for a while uh to see if it would spike down it did not now the next thing i i thought was okay i need to talk to david my friend david again to see what he thinks so i gave him a call and he said it might be what's called the thermostat uh, a thermostat is what controls the actual coolant um it shuts off the coolant when they don't it, the engine doesn't need it and then turns the coolant back or you know turns the coolant so it can come back through the radiator uh when it is hot um and so um i asked him you know if that was something he thought I could do too. And I, he said, yeah. So I thought, awesome. I can do this too. I uh, went and got a thermostat. It's a small part, uh, roughly around the size of a gold Olympic medal. I don't know if that's a good way to describe it, but yeah. Um, and, and, uh, so I, you know, was told this is where your thermostat's at. Fortunately, that person was not correct. So I had to call David again. I said, hey, man, I'm I, I'm actually at a point where I don't know I, I, if I can do this. I need your help. So David came in, uh, came out with his brother, Greg. And Greg and David ran a uh, car through a little bit. Um, and then we figured out the thermostat was on the other side. So they pulled that out. Uh, he was able to get it in there with me. And, uh, you know, it's a new thermostat. Great. That should solve the problem. Uh, drive the car around a little bit more. Does not solve the problem. The temperature is still spiking. Uh, so very aggravating. You know, I've done two things that should have just kind of taken care of the car, and they weren't working. Luckily, like I said, I am surrounded by car people. Uh, so I asked Greg. I go, "What do you think I should do?" Greg said, "Hey, go talk to my uh, my uh, father-in-law, and you can take a look at it and kind of figure out what's going on and give you a little bit better of an idea." So. Again, you know, middleman, 
they're, they're sending me to uh, somebody else, drive out in the country. And uh, a gentleman by the name of Ed was the best. Ed was awesome. Ed had a ton of cars everywhere. You know, like I said, in the yards, uh, working on stuff, always kind of working on cars, looked like his entire life. And uh, so we did some diagnostics. He actually hooked up a computer, which is uh, something I I guess you can do, and I never really thought about it, um, just to see kind of what the car was doing. He said that the battery was dying. It was almost dead. Uh, and that I would want to change that out. He's also said, you know, the car is, you know, overheating and it, and it was, it was kind of jumping back and forth. So something was happening. Something was happening to correct itself, but it wasn't, you know, the right thing. Uh, he said that, you know, it might pressurize, it might not. Um, you know, there's, it's, it's a few different things. He's every, all the connections again were correct. There was no leaks. And he said, you know, just go get a new battery and see what that does. So, um, you know, I go to get my oil changed and the gentleman there was like, you know, we've got a, we've got a new battery if you want one. I went ahead and had them install it real quick there. And voila, no temperature spikes. So what we kind of decided was that the computer controls the thermostat and the battery obviously powers the computer. The battery might not have been powering the computer enough so that it could do the operation of the thermostat and that way uh the radiator wasn't going to work correctly so that was awesome uh it took me a little bit longer than i expected i think um from the time i my car broke down to the time i got it back to running maybe about four weeks well one month five weeks a little bit longer than i wanted uh but ultimately i got it done i fixed it and i mean i you know, I'm doing these things by myself on my own, but I, I do have support. So shout out to all those people that helped me get that thing changed out. Um, you know, all the, the recommendations, but again, um, you know, changing out the radiator, I, I did that on my own and it was awesome. It was something that, um, you know, made me feel not only like, not only like more competent and confident, but like, I felt like I was like a little bit more intelligent or I discovered something that, you know, I didn't really care about, and now I might care about it just a little bit more. Um, so yeah, that was a, it. Was an, a really interesting feeling to have, um, you know, after getting it done. And again, this is not like a glitzy, fun thing to do. It's kind of a pain in the ass. But uh, with that being said, it's a pain in the ass. I'm glad uh, I had, and I'm glad I was able to, you know, go through. Uh, you know, I, I really, really do think that by changing that radiator out, I have a better insight on, you know, what it takes to kind of get your car running, but also, you know, uh, mechanical stuff in general. So shout out again to all those folks who helped me and, uh, to Toyota for making it so simple to change out a radiator. Thanks guys. Uh, maybe they should sponsor the podcast. That would be cool. Yeah. Shout out Toyota. Toyota's number one. Uh, okay. So, uh, at this point, I'm going to go ahead and take a, a quick break here. And, um, you know, as I, I'm going to be doing moving forward in the future, I will have a guest coming up. Uh, we're going to talk about some car stuff. We're going to talk about, um, you know, how, uh, how hard versus how easy it is to fix things on your own versus a mechanic, what mechanics actually go through. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to bring, uh, this person on and, uh, excited to hear the interview or for you guys to hear the interview as well. So, uh, I'll be back shortly and, uh, don't go away. Thanks. Bye. Hey 
Hey everyone, welcome back to First Timers. Uh, I'm really happy to have my guest today. Uh, he's a great friend of mine. He does have some cart knowledge. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit here about some of the uh, ups and downs, some of the hardships, some of the times where things didn't work out maybe. Uh, so I'd like to introduce my friend Levi Melendez here. And uh, you know, what's up Levi? How are you doing today? Better now. Okay. Uh, just to let everyone know, we're sitting next to a, a fire that's not necessarily on fire. It's smoldering. It's smoldering, uh, much like our good looks. But yeah, um, so the reason I asked Levi to be on the, the podcast today is he does have some knowledge of automotive mechanics, way more than I do, I can tell you that. And so uh, I just wanted to talk to him a little bit. I guess I'll start, uh, man, if, uh, if you can remember or talk to or speak of on a little bit here, um, what what's your, like your first memory of like working on a car or you know was it something that you you worked on when you're a kid in your teens was it something that you um did later in your you know 20s i just kind of want to get an idea of you know some of your history with automobiles so this is is entirely centered around my my dad gotcha i'm like most things are a little bit right yeah <laughs> so i mean i remember a lot being put off by cars because I was always playing video games when he said, Levi, <laughs> come here. And I knew that it, whatever I was doing was over. <laughs> by the way, that's a spot on uh, impersonation of Amelia Melendez. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, you basically had to shut down the system. Yeah, it shut down. It didn't matter what I was doing. <laughs> it was shut down, yeah. Um, and so... I, and he was always working on cars, different people's cars, my grandma's cars, my uncle's cars, just people's cars. And I, so I always thought he was a mechanic or that he was highly trained because we always had people bringing their cars over. And I was always, and I say helping with these air quote quotations. <laughs> and it's um, it's because I was, I was there and I would just hand him tools. Mm-hmm. Which was fine. I didn't really learn that what what the size is the the five eighths and the right. I still don't know what that means. I, I all I do know though is that no, no matter what, I was always fucking up the flashlight. The flashlight was never so correct, yeah. Right. That's I was gonna get there. I mean, that's a whole nother leg <laughs> of the story, uh, or or of my story is the flashlight. But that's that's a lot of. So I could find I could find them and they were by by size, which made it harder because they don't go by the numbers. Yeah, it's in metrics, man. And like, then there's metrics and standards. Yeah. And then like what? Why do they what? And you know, and I'm I'm as early as I can remember this the same stuff. It was the flashlight and just handing them stuff, which was fine. I, and I get it now, because that's a huge help when you're down there, from having to get up and get down and get up and get down. And to find, you know, the the 5.8 and then get up and go down and it doesn't work. And so, you you know, it's it's a huge help. But being that person and that's all you know, it was so disheartening to just be there and do that. I mean, it was so common to just get – lose focus and just completely be flashing – the flashlight in, a, in the wrong direction. <laughs> like looking for bugs and stuff. Like, Whoa. Yeah, like, and not remembering that you're even there with him doing, it just, it would happen a lot. And so, 
a lot of being yelled at, and I get it because I would have done the same thing. I I do I do the same thing. Oh, you I, yeah. Oh, I, I, I do notice, the same thing. I notice I do too. I'll get irritated at something uh, that somebody does that they're helping me, right? And I'm like, why are you helping yes, me like, like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let me ask yeah. you this, man. Like, what's um what's something that you worked on recently, or you know, is there something that you remember working on that was really cool and you felt like you uh you learned something or you improved upon yourself i, I don't know because that's that's how that's where i'm coming from with this radiator thing i don't think it's the biggest thing in the world but for me the change out of radiator was a, a big deal because i again have never ever tried to do anything and i did not want to mess my car up <laughs> but no, yeah yeah there, yeah and that's what it was a lot of is that it would be one thing and then we would do it. We would be, we would have peripheral problems that we would either find or cause um, by doing that one thing. And so then we would learn how to fix that. And I've always loved maps and stuff, and how to. And so you can you can read about an area and the roads and everything about it uh, to the block. You can look on Google and see everything about it, but you can't really know a place until you're there. And so I've always known. I want to say inherently, but I guess I learned it through experience that the the, the best way to, to learn a place and really know it is to just lose yourself in it and just find your own orientation. And it's it's the same with, with cars. It's the same with everything. Just when you do it, you, to learn something, you have to do it. You can learn how to read music and write music, but to play an instrument, just do it. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you know, I, I, I talked about it before, but I watched some YouTube videos and they were somewhat helpful, but, you know, ultimately... Those like, are super helpful. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, one, one was definitely like the first 45 minutes was him like driving around like a mud track with his friends, like some fat white guy in Missouri. <laughs> but, you know, once he got to the actual YouTube video part of showing me how what to do, it helped out quite a bit. Um, yeah, man, I think... You know, I think you're correct. I think you do have to put yourself in the position because otherwise, uh, you know, you're never quite going to know what you're going to run into. And that's what I found with the radiator. You know, I, I ran into a few things I didn't expect. The video didn't really talk about, um, but I was able to kind of common sense it. Right. Um, you know, and, yep. and that made me feel pretty good. Uh, like I felt like a connection maybe to uh, the car community or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, what? Uh, what is something you know that you have worked on is there something that you can remember you know working on or or uh something that you're really proud of yourself I, i'd like to you know maybe get an anecdote or something like that um yeah there's uh, there's two actually one of them was with the washer um Somebody told me that their washer stopped working, and so I was like, uh, I don't really know. I'll take a look. And so I did. I opened it up, and I saw it was something with the wiring, but it was similar to the wiring that me and my dad have figured out in a, in a car. And oh, wow. so it was, And it was super simple. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't have known it without without some of the car experience. And so it was – I you know, I had to do, do some stuff with some wires, but – it was it was fairly simple and I felt like a pro and it was it was I didn't know what I was doing and I later found out that my dad doesn't know what he's doing either. <laughs> that's so, but 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 it, that is just, like the re, that's but, like the universal truth. Like if if you go to the universe and you find whoever created it and you're like what is 
the one truth that you know it will be that your dad actually didn't know a lot of times what the fuck he was talking about either. But you know, but was, now it's even more impressive because I always assumed he did, and yeah. he always figures, and we still do, we right. still do. He still calls me over, or we're working on my car, and something will happen that we've never done before. But every single one of those radiator experiences and alternator experience, and you meld it with the common sense that you have and figuring out puzzles, you, you learn and it builds just like everything else. Right. The, all the experiences build and meld Dude, into I, one larger experience. Right. In the last episode, I'm uh, talking about paddleboarding. I talked about how it felt like it was like an open world RPG. And maybe, maybe every episode I just talk about how it connects to some kind of RPG. But I do feel like with the radiator, it was a little bit like I, you know, did like a... I got a task, or I had to craft something, <coughs> and I had to go get the parts, and I had to put it together. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I. Uh... <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So uh, I do just want to end here <coughs> with you, and I do appreciate you coming on and talking to me. Uh, you know, we're just kind of chilling out here in the backyard. And so um, I do want to ask, you know, is there anything you're working on currently uh, that you're excited about or something that you might want to work on? Or is there something that you always wanted to work on that you thought was, uh, you know, a worthwhile project or a certain car that you really would love to, you know, do something with? No, my uh, – in, in, in the Mustang – oh, and that's another thing is the Mustang – um, Levi, you have a Mustang. Is that yeah? Correct, right. What year? It's a '67. So and then you, what? What color? It's it's like a forest green. With That's like the two things I give a shit about. Gold <laughs> what flags. year? And then what color is so it? So here's the thing. That's so, my important question. So you open it up and you have this engine. Yeah. And it's all in one place, and then you have other peripheral situations going on, and <clears throat> it's very easy to separate them even aesthetically uh, and there's so much space I could sit I could put my legs in there and try and pull out the spark plugs but I so I, I, I kind of started getting a little confident about my abilities and so I was I went to help somebody change it was just to change their spark plugs in a newer car and I couldn't find the spark plugs <laughs> um, I, I know what an engine looks like and how it works on a basic like you know basic level. And so I spent a long time even trying to – I didn't know what parts to take off to even look. Cause right. It's, there's, that's, you, that's exactly what I was so afraid of. I was going to take something off, and that shit was never going to go back on <laughs> again. I was like, well, I need a new car. And that's the thing, man. I talked about it again earlier. <laughs> I used to be like, well, that broke. Got to get a new car because I couldn't afford to get it replaced. Right, or I didn't know how to replace it. Now I'm like, let's try to figure this out. Not replacing a car every two years. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, man. Well, I did want to. I just want to say uh, thanks for coming on. And I know that you know um, you're a musician in Roseburg here in Southern Oregon. Uh, is there anything you like to plug? That's something I am asking all my guests if they have any plugs, <laughs> which I think is phenomenal. But yeah, do you have any plugs? Because I think you might. Like, do you have any shows coming up or anything you'd like to? Remind people to come to? Yeah, Too Shy, boom. Too Shy, we're going to be there uh, in December. Okay. Uh, what, do you know the date? Yeah, it's, it's on the 4th. December 4th. Uh, Too Shy is a brewery in Roseburg, Oregon, so if you're listening to this in Roseburg, come down. Yeah, uh, they anything have good, else? They have great beer. They have a lot of good beer. They have a lot of, it's a cool place. 
Um, yeah. All right, sunny Side. It. Check out the Sunny Side. That place needs some love. It's, Shout out Sunny Side. They had a great uh, show uh, last weekend. That that band was killer. They, uh, they I mean, check out my, my Instagram. You know what you see. But, uh, yeah, they rocked. Shout out uh, Alicia, for sure. Uh, she came with fire. All right, man. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, say goodbye right now. Thanks for coming on again. And, um, you know, I appreciate all the knowledge and all the... Uh, <laughs> the anecdotes uh yeah dads are dads are great dads are rock they just got their problems too all right yeah. uh well we're gonna take a quick break here we'll be back with the last segment of first timers stay tuned all right Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, once again, shout out to Levi. Thanks so much for coming. Um, I, he was such a great guest. I, I think he could put a lot of things into perspective. Uh, it was really great to hear, uh, you know, his own history, his story. Uh, and that's kind of what I'm here for is just to talk to some people who have a little bit more perspective on these things that I'm trying out. All right. Uh, well, at this point, um, what I'd like to do, and I think what I'm going to do from here on out, is uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to go ahead and give out my phone number to call if you'd like to leave a voicemail for me. Um, I, I can I can kind of use it as like a mailbag, or if you'd like to just to leave uh, a question or something that you think I should try, uh, a recommendation. But yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, and give that number now. The number is 503-984-8678. Once again, that number is 503-984-8678. And uh, in fact, I've already got a voicemail uh, from a listener from last week. And I don't know how they found my phone number. But uh, I've got a voicemail here, um, and I believe it asks a couple questions, and I'll answer as soon as I come back from this voicemail. So here's a voicemail from a fan, uh, apparently, who heard last week's episode. Yo, Jason! This is, uh, this is Sheffield from Ronkonkoma. Big fan, long-time listener, first-time caller. Just wanted to shout out and say... Ask you a couple questions here. Uh, first up, you know, I'm uh, just curious, like, uh, you know, what's the craziest thing you would do on the show? You know, like, uh, you think you do a strip tase and stuff, or, you know, you think you do anything like uh, eat like a snake or something? Just kind of curious. I want to see uh, the limits that you would press, you know, because I, uh, I think you got a lot of potential here. And then, uh, you know, the, the next thing is, is um, you know, don't you think your show would be a little bit better if you had a co-host? Just saying, I just got laid off from my gig at the mill. I, uh, you know, I got some free time. If you want Sheffield from Ronkonkoma to help you out, I'm here for you, Jason. I'm here. Anyway, you keep up the great work. I'm going to keep listening. And you let me know, man. If you need a co-host, I'm here for you. Have a good one. Wow. That's exactly what I was talking about. Wow. Wow. That is what I want, folks. I want questions like that. I want uh, that exact kind of enthusiastic response. 
Uh, man, Sheffield, shout out Sheffield from Ronkonkoma, which I believe is in Long Island, uh, by Montauk. So I think it's on the Long Island Express. Uh, yeah, if you go Montauk, Ronkonkoma, Long Island, um, it's all on Long Island. So I'm not, I'm not quite sure though. But with that being said, I want to definitely address that question or, or both of those questions, Sheffield, um, you know, as far as the craziest thing I would do for the podcast, I think um, I'm going to leave that up to you guys. Uh, I do want to take some viewer uh, requests, maybe put out a few polls to see what you guys think I should try. Um, you know, there's going to be things within reason. I think, you know, the things that would limit me would be my dignity, uh, my health, and cost. Those three things would, you know make sure that some things weren't tried so you know with that being said i am open to a lot of suggestions i do want to hear from you the listeners as much as possible and again the number that you can uh call and leave those suggestions leave any kind of questions like like you know sheffield just left that was phenomenal uh that number is 503-984-8678 again that number is 503 503- Nine eight four eight six seven eight, and uh, you know, uh, go ahead and leave a, a, a voicemail there, and uh, you know, I'll be happy to try to answer if I can. Um, you know, as as far as the second question, man, a, a co-host like an Andy Richter or Ian Carmel, uh, shout out Ian Carmel, one of the best podcasters doing it right now. Um, you know, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys think I need someone to talk to more than just the guest? Uh, that I have, you know, um, uh, you know, I could talk to someone for 45 minutes, which isn't always going to be the easiest thing. I know people, uh, you know, can, can get a little, uh, you can get a little, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little tough sometimes to keep that conversation going, but I, I don't know. We, we could try it out. We could maybe try a, a co-host. Um, but yeah, again, I think I'm going to be doing it by myself for a little while and, uh, just seeing how it goes with, uh, just talking, uh, to you guys one-on-one. Um, I do enjoy this. Again, this is really good, I think, to share some of my life with y'all. And uh, it's good for me just to talk about some of the things that uh, I'm trying out. Um, yeah, well, again, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of First Timers. Uh, shout out uh, to Sheffield for calling and leaving that great message. And again, you guys can do the same, 503 503- Nine eight four eight six seven eight. Uh, shout out to my good good friend Levi Melendez. I thought we had a great conversation. Levi really, 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 really helped put some things into perspective. Um, and also, you know, shout out to everyone who listens to this podcast at all. And uh, you know, I, I'm always going to be bringing something interesting, hopefully, to you guys. But um, you know, just let me know how I'm doing too. Uh, I always like to hear the feedback. Uh, well. Tune in next week for another fantastic episode of First Timer!